This episode of Above the Standard is brought to you by Fire Mall Tools. You ever think to yourself, man, there's got to be a better way. There's got to be a better tool to do this job. Well, Mitch and the guys at Fire Mall Tools did just that. They engineered a better breaching tool. Whether you're f- forcing a door or venting a roof, they developed the tool, the Mauler, now the Reaper, now the TSR Halligan that's going to make our job easier. Not only that, they have a grip system, a grip kit, patented. All their stuff's patented. And that's, and that makes swinging the axe way better. It makes swinging anything better. It makes making a New York hook go through lath and plaster way easier. We've all gotten snagged trying to pull that thing down through the roof, through the ceiling. Sucks. But their grip system, man, it works. If you haven't, check out Fire Mall Tools, the best damn tools on the market. And everything's made in the USA, just outside of Chicago. They have great stuff. They have more great things coming. If you haven't already, check them out. Fire Mall Tools. How's it going, everyone? My name is Chris Hagen. This is Above the Standard, the podcast brought to you by Barbell Battalion. If you haven't, check us out on Instagram, on Facebook, on TikTok. The content is different across all platforms. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Um, Also, check us out on Etsy and follow this podcast on Apple or on Spotify. We have a ton of fun, and I just enjoy talking with people in the fire service that either make it better, that are having fun, and that that are just solid people. And this next guy is every one of those things. His name is Brent Fenton. If you don't know him, he's in the Phoenix area, but his content is kind of popular. He's the guy that's kind of fair-skinned. Glasses, no glasses, and a wicked cool mustache. At Firefighter Fenton is his handle, and the guy's hilarious. Makes some of the funniest videos uh, in the fire service, poking fun at our job, having fun with our job. And we talk social media, we talk content creation, we talk branding and marketing, your department. I had a ton of fun talking with Brent. He's a super cool, super fun guy. Um, Please give it up for Brent Fenton. All right. Uh, well, Mr. Fenton, I appreciate uh, you coming on the podcast. Um, I, again, I appreciate uh, your um, your 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 patience and also your uh, generosity with your time in uh, in doing this. So, Brent, I really appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Uh, so, I think with anyone, I guess any good millennial, um, you know, I first kind of heard about you through the the firefighter Fenton, um, you know, social media handles. Um, that you have. So uh, I guess before we get into the content, the creation and everything that you've done there, um, Brent, before all that, you know, what, what brought you in the fire service in general? You know, um, yeah. So I actually was wanting to be a police officer. I come from a family full of police officers, believe it or not. And uh, my, my dad did uh, 26 years with Phoenix Police Department, and my uh, my uncle, his oldest brother, did 25 years with uh, police department with Phoenix Police, and then they have another brother who did another 20 years, and so it, it's it's uh, kind of been a police family. So that was really my goal. Um, and then uh, towards the end of my dad's career, he had some uh, pretty pretty bad things happen. He, he had, uh, one of his officers get, uh, shot and killed his, unfortunately his best friend was shot and killed. So he had some pretty rough 
uh, situations happen. And, you know, he really was trying to steer me away from the police department. And I remember him saying, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go to my son's funeral. So I have friends in the fire department. You should go on a ride along and check that out. Uh, cause everybody loves a firefighter. He's like, when they wave at you, they wave with all their fingers. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I said, yeah, you know what, I'll, I'll go on a ride along. So I kind of transitioned from going on uh, police ride alongs all the time to, uh, going to a fire station where he had a bunch of friends that worked that he grew up with. And, you know, he kind of went the police route, bang with the fire out and, uh, went on a ride along with them. And I remember the, the very first ride along I went with them, they had uh, structure fires, a uh, house fire. And I remember when we pulled up, uh, we were on a ladder truck and, uh, the fire actually spread to the neighbor's house. So it was a, a dual house fire going on. And I just remember watching the guys, you know, busting in doors, disappearing in the smoke and just getting after it and i was thinking okay this looks amazing that's and, a hell of a first job to be exposed to with that man yeah it, it was i i always i always say the joke it was the ultimate bait and switch because uh i realized that that doesn't happen all the time <laughs> <laughs> but it was still awesome and i was all about it and so i did a lot of uh lots of ride longs um and then yeah took a, took advantage of every test that came my way and uh, I was very fortunate. I only tested for about a year and a half, and uh, I got picked up by the department that I'm with, uh, and that was uh, 17 years ago. So, yeah. So you you've been you've been around for a minute in the uh, in, in the fire service. What uh, what's the population makeup? You know, are you a, a combination full time only? Uh, kind of what's the makeup of the uh, the city township or village that you work for? So we're uh, we are a, a full time career department uh we have our um uh we have five stations um about 120 guys um we work at 4896 so we we minimum staffing is four guys per truck we do uh two paramedics two emts on on the trucks uh i'm a paramedic also um and then we have uh we also have our own ems um and uh on our uh, medic rides, which you know the ambos, the medic rides, they are they're civilian, so um, they are part of uh, part of our union, but they're not um, sworn fire department members. Um, so, and we have uh, three medic rides, and so yeah, that's that's pretty much the makeup of the department. Um, we do a lot of uh, we're we're uh, near Phoenix, Arizona, so we do a lot of um, wildland urban interface that the, it's a really diverse community that we're in. We, we cover, um, 220 square miles. So it's a large area that we cover. Um, and that's everything from kind of the, the standard, uh, suburb city that you would, you know, that you would find anywhere in America then into, uh, kind of, uh, we call it the, the wildland urban interface where you have, uh, large custom homes on, uh, acreage, uh, kind of in and in and through the mountains and the desert and train and stuff like that. So it's it's a really diverse community. You have everything from you know where people kind of circle the wagons in the desert and they're living out of school buses and trailers. And right next door you can have a you know a seven thousand square foot custom built home. That is, that is a pretty intense uh, makeup for uh, like you said, kind of the suburbia type. Uh, maybe, you know, 1,500, 2,000 square foot homes and kind of a plotted, like plotted neighborhoods all the way up to, right. yeah, the big, um, 
big mansions, but that that, that de- definitely does pose uh, quite the quite the impact, and at least the uh, the the forward thinking. I mean, everything down to you know, simple thing is water supply. You know, depending on where where, where it's coming in, if you're in the mountainous area, that's going to be a you know a hell of a different uh, operation than obviously what you have um, going on um, in exactly. like a suburban town. Yeah, exactly. We we're we're part of the the automatic aid system. I don't know if you're familiar with that in, in sure. Arizona. And so yeah, so there's there's basically you know just a little synopsis of that. There's 28 uh, departments. We're all dispatched by the Phoenix Regional Dispatch Center. Um, we all uh, train on the same uh, standard operating procedures, so everybody everybody speaks the same language. We all run the same call. We all um, like we we run with the city of Phoenix every day. They run with us. We run with multiple other cities uh, around us, and and that's the beauty about the automatic aid is it's it's um, regardless. It kind of removes the jurisdictional boundaries. So regardless of what city or spot that it's in. Um, they're going to send the closest fire unit. And so, yeah, like there's, there's a large, there's the, like the southernmost part of our uh, district that we're in uh, is all hydrogen. Uh, like I said, normal homes, you got grocery stores, uh, you know, senior living facilities, apartment complexes, all that kind of stuff. And then as you move uh, further north, you're kind of getting a little more rural communities and there is no water supply. And so um, all of those stations have tenders and, you know, each one of our fire engines holds 750 gallons. Our tenders have uh, 3,000 gallons. So, uh, yeah, like you said, you definitely have to be mindful, especially if you're if you're um, getting a structure fire. You got to be mindful of you know using your water and uh, knowing how far out your water is. I mean, pretty we're pretty we're pretty fortunate in the in the valley. Um, I mean, your your second due truck is you know. At the absolute most, and 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 this is in probably the northern part of our of our district, twenty minutes. But average is um, five to seven minutes. Your second your truck is going to be there, and you know, obviously, if it's a structure fire, they'll probably be there quicker. <laughs> right? Yeah, they're they're coming with a little more pep in the step. <laughs> yeah. Um. So when you got on the job, um, did you um have any sort of I would say the like interesting conversations with your dad or your, the rest of your family in um, within the, 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 I don't want to say like the Thanksgiving table, but like when you guys are sharing stories, was, was there a different dichotomy in terms of the fire service perspective that, uh, that you, that you saw when you got the job and were on for a minute sharing stories and, and relating to um, stuff with your dad and, and your other family? Yeah, you know, um, it, it, it's definitely changed. I, I remember, you know, my dad, you know, he, like I said, I grew up being in the police department and, and seeing all that kind of stuff. And so I kind of kind of got a peek behind the curtain into what it's like um, living with somebody in public safety. Obviously, I, I looked at society through a different lens. Uh, um, and sometimes I felt like maybe my dad was a little harsh on how he looked at people and situations and things like that. And obviously as I got older and especially when I got into the fire service, you know, we don't always see the, the best parts of uh, society and especially with police, you know, every single person is lying to them every chance they get. And so I, I it definitely made me have a lot more compassion on my dad and, and, and realize exactly why he was the way he was. And, and then, you know, as I progressed through my career in the fire service, going from, uh, you know, being a firefighter, to uh you know being a young kid really 
growing up in the fire station, I mean, I was, I was hired at 21 and like, I, <laughs> I, I, I mean, it, it's amazing. My department took a chance on me because I was an idiot. You know, like, <laughs> I don't think, I don't think I'd ever, I never ran a dishwasher load. I don't think I'd ever really uh, cooked an actual meal that didn't involve a microwave. So there was, there was a lot of things that there, there was a huge learning curve for me. And, and I realized, you know, had to learn the hard way when I was in the stations that like, you know, my mom's not there. And uh, if the towels in the dryer don't get folded, it's because I didn't fold them. Cause I was the new guy, you know, and there was nobody else was going to come behind me and pick things up. I was the one coming around and picking things up and doing all that kind of stuff. So that was a huge transition for me, but definitely as, as I got older and now that I'm, uh, you know, uh, progressing, um, I'm on a, a promotional list for uh, captain, so I've been acting as a captain uh, for quite some time now. So I, I've gotten to experience, you know, that supervisor role, and um, so really, yeah, I've had to, I've had some interesting conversations with my dad. You know, I, as he was a, a sergeant, and, you know, he did a lot of years, and uh, he, he's bestowed on me a lot of wisdom that really, you know, is. Uh, it doesn't matter what field you're in. It's just wisdom and leadership in life, you know, as far as, um, you know, just as, you know, lead, almost, you know, he, you know, he was saying, you don't have to be a leader necessarily in the role as like a captain, you can be a leader at, at any level. And uh, so I, I would pay attention to the leaders around me and to the guys around me and, and always be someone that was trying to not only better myself, but better those around me, kind of take those with me. And now that I'm in this role as an acting captain, you know, I get to um, try to bring the guys up below me that want to progress up with them and, and just be an active member of the crew. Regard Like my dad, he, he wasn't one of those sergeants that would sit back at the station and just kind of hang out, you know, waiting for something to happen. He was out there in the trenches, if you will, with, with his guys running the calls, uh, being there right right there next to him you know he was a uh a policeman's policeman if you will you know he the uh what he 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 commanded a lot of respect because the guy saw that he actually knew what he was doing and that uh he he was coming from a place of lots of experience and um not just someone who kind of talked the talk but somebody who would actually walk the walk uh especially as he progressed to the ranks and so i i that's kind of where that's kind of my philosophy that I've taken as I progress. And so, yeah, I've been able to, yeah, sit back with him and, and just kind of, it's been, it's been, I've been very fortunate to have, you know, someone that I can lean on and kind of toss ideas to or ask them questions and, you know, experiences they have. What are some difficulties you had? What are some things that worked? What are some wins? What are some losses? And so, yeah, that's, there's so many parallels that, um, you know, so I came on the job 14 years ago. So, you know, our, I feel like our time um, is pretty kind of close, uh, rel relatively so. And I, and I had so many of the, those same experiences that you had. Like coming into the fire service, I knew how to make coffee through a Keurig, right? Like that was <laughs> like, and, and there, there's no, there, there's one thing, there are two things. It was like coffee, you know, be become proficient at coffee making and cleaning the floor, especially when I was like really, really new. And, yeah. um, and that was the same sort of thing. And so I, I kind of had like this, this nice, um, it was like the saving grace, you know, at, before the fire service, I didn't, I, I didn't drink coffee. And, uh, um, when I came on the, uh, the, the, the guys at the station had this prepackaged, the, the, probably the shittiest coffee 
I've probably ever had <laughs> looking back on it, but it was all prepackaged. And I was told from like the old salty guys were like, listen, I don't care um, you know, what time it is. If you hear the chief on the air, you, you're going to make this coffee. We don't care if it's three in the morning, he's going to drink it. And it's probably not, it'll probably help him go to sleep. So, right. you know, we would, you know, we'd pull a run and I hear the chief's you know call number on the air, and I would pop up in this little pouch like a hotel, dump the coffee, and it was made. Well, then I got transferred to a station where it was like, you know, the the they kept the the, the same silver spoon in the Maxwell House jar, and then you had to, you know, there was like para like like outside calm, inside paralysis when it came to like <laughs> having to like to, to do it myself, right? Just right. absolutely, uh, um, absolutely terrible. Um, but to kind of pivot to on what what you also said um i'm on a seniority list um next up but there's testing and some interviews and stuff so uh on on the line for captain in the, in the past like four months i've done a couple stints on writing up writing up as captain and so um i've had the same kind of um experiences i'm sure that you shared too not only like putting my mindset in what my what my captain goes through on a daily basis but also like maybe like become a little bit more humbled to what he puts up with and some some of the shit that he might filter before it gets to like my level or the guy's level and that was probably one of the biggest takeaways in that regard was um if i'm writing up as captain i'm dealing a lot more with with chief level officers way more than what i'm dealing with now and um but it also gave me a good um, opportunity to kind of lead by example, exactly like kind of what you said. Your father was the policeman's policeman. Like I wanted to take, you know, the same lessons, the same feelings, the same like experiences that I knew, you know, that our guys go through every day, and take those into consideration while still trying to you know drive and, and create the mission uh, moving forward. Um, for you, when you were coming up, you know, who stands out as someone that really kind of shaped your career once you um, kind of swore the oath and got on the job? Who who stands out for you with that? Um, you know, guys that, uh, I mean, for me, a, a big thing, obviously, like I said, I talked a lot about my dad. So that was, that was really, really personally, um, you know, my dad is, is somebody that really, uh, he, he was somebody who was obviously there my entire life. So I got to see him, you know, progress through his career and uh, both professionally and, you know, obviously personally uh, at home. So he's really, he's really been somebody that has uh, been, you know, like I said, like a role model for me. Um, I, I've had, I've had some, I think I've taken a little bit. I, I can't really say as far as on the job, any specific person um that i can think of that really has um i guess gotten me to where i'm at uh, i feel that i've i've taken uh a good amount from each especially with the captains that i've had i've had some absolutely fantastic captains and i've had some terrible captains but i think they were all great in the sense of uh i learned no matter what and no matter what situation i was in where i was 
Hayton coming to work. I mean, there was a couple of years spent where I just had a really, really rough shift. I had, you know, just a really rough shift life. And that was something my dad would always say was, look, it doesn't matter um, how good you are at this job. He's like, he would always say, Brent, you know, you, we say the same thing in the police department, um, but he's like, it, it reigns supreme, especially for you in the fire service, because you guys are actually living together in these fire stations. He's like, you can teach a monkey to be a firefighter. You can teach a monkey to be a police officer, shoot a gun correctly, put handcuffs on, do these things. He's like, but what you can't teach is character and uh, and just being a nice person. And he's like, especially for you, he's like being a roommate. And it was just so wise because he never experienced that living in a fire station culture. He did spend a lot of time in the stations while he was on duty because a lot of his friends were firefighters. And so get to hang out and stuff. And, uh, but it's so true, you know, that, that we, it is so important to just be a good freaking person and be a good roommate because yeah, we, anybody can learn how to do this job, but not anybody can learn how to not be a turd in the firehouse and how to, to just, you know, be respectful to other people and, and just, yeah, just be someone that you want to, that you want to be around. And so, yeah, there was times, and, and that was another thing he also told me was, and when you're in, whether a situation's good or bad, you can always learn something from it. So that was, like I said, I've had some really rough crews or I had one particular crew that was just very difficult. And, but what I was able to get from that experience was, uh, I learned just as much of things I didn't like to like, these are the kind of things I want to avoid, or this is the kind of supervisor or this is the kind of culture that I definitely do not want in my firehouse when I am a company officer. Uh, so I would just kind of pay attention to these things and be like, okay. So I, and I always say, um, learning what I don't want to be is just as important as learning what I do want to be. And so I was able to be a part of some other crews where I, I got to see where, um, these captains that I had were maybe not the best uh, tactically, but they were fantastic in the fire station. And I always knew they had my best interest in mind. And I've had captains who have been good at all of it. And I have captains who were, you know, horrible in station life, but they were fantastic uh, as a, you know, a tactical fire officer um, and supervisor. And then I've also had captains that have just been shitty at all. <laughs> so, so that those are the those are the moments where you just gotta kind of, you know, just you know grin and bear it and know that everything is temporary. But uh, yeah, as far as like a specific person, I don't know that I could really say I've had like a specific person in the fire service that has really, um, you know, inspired me or been like a mentor to me. Uh, I, I have had multiple people though that I have had I've had guys that have been really good. I've had fire chiefs that have been fantastic. Um, and then, you know, I've also had people within the apartments that I've worked with that, you know, it's just been not ideal, if you will. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. And I think anyone can have, or, or I think everyone has those experiences where you either have the people that, um, are, are really phenomenal that, um, that take you under their wing or they, 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 they teach you and learn from you. And I think, uh, you know, everyone has that, that terrible captain. And I think uh, so much so, um, at least from my perspective, was a lot of it came came from 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 just maturing in the fire service in general, and just 
maybe taking somebody else somebody else's perspective that I, that, I, that I didn't take before or I didn't um realize you know you know the what they do and the way they do it um might not be exactly what 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 I think could be done or should be done but at the end of the day um you know they're looking out for the 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 best interest of the crew and like you said like I'm taking you know notes for that one day that you know if I if if I I promote up I get you know a battalion assigned to me or shift assigned to me um take a lot of those positives and negatives to be able to look way forward you know into the future and be able to take um a a, a teaching point on uh, on really any any I guess personality or point of interaction you have with someone i think it's super important um right when um just looking you up real quick don't you do you still or at one time did i rewrite that you function in like a pio role yes i am i am the public information officer for my department currently um we we don't have uh i know some departments have like a full-time like that's your gig um but for my department i am uh an on-shift uh, firefighter so i have my my spot on the fire engine um but i also am the public information officer so um yeah so i'm i'm kind of in charge of uh uh almost i'm almost like the marketing guy so i do a lot of content creation for our department uh, which is nice because they they know that i um have a knack for creating content <laughs> and so the, they'll uh you know use my skills um their benefit which is great because i enjoy doing it i i like to um, create content whether it's for hiring or for getting out uh you know public service announcements um i do obviously interviews with the media and just disseminate information from the department to the to the community um and yeah just the standard public information officer stuff so i've been doing that uh since 2016 so how did you uh was that just something that that came about just through conversation with the department or did you have some sort of background or at least like i guess you know obviously your 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 social media output now and your content creation that we see is 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 obviously very popular and um did you have that is that what kind of uh sparked it or did you have any sort of that previous education or training behind you no i i didn't have any uh any education or training in in video stuff pretty much everything i've done i've just kind of been so taught i just uh I just didn't, you know, uh, when I was in high school, I think it was like the first time I ever made a video and it was for a project. And I was like, that was actually really fun. And it was like, I remember making the video and like, it was, it was on a pretty, it was like history. It was pretty boring, but I made it like as if it happened today and it was funny and everybody loved it. And I was like, well, that was awesome. I made a video, made everybody laugh. That was cool. And so I'm like, I want to keep doing that. And so then I just started making, you know, little videos here and there, YouTube, things like that. And it just kind of has progressed over time. But with my department, um, my captain at the time, he was the, uh, the public information officer and he did a great job and, uh, he promoted, um, to battalion chief and he kind of held on to that for a bit. And, um, but obviously with his new role as a battalion chief, he had, um, a lot more responsibility kind of put on his plate with, uh, administratively and other things going on that he realized that he needed to, you know, to bring up his replacement and so he asked me uh if i would be interested in doing the public information officer uh 
spot because that and he's like obviously you have experience with um being in front of a camera is really what it was it really wasn't anything to do with social media because at the time i wasn't really crazy active um on social media um but it was you know post i had made a few videos like i had already made like my original like my knee hurts now video and stuff like that so i had had some stuff out there but i wasn't really active um but he was like you know you have uh the ability to talk off the cuff and uh you have got experience here at the department you know how the department operates and uh i think you would um be really good at that so he encouraged me to go to um they they do uh trainings pretty much quarterly uh, all year long for public information officer all the way from you know the, the base level all the way to advanced classes and so he said why don't you go to some of these classes and then uh, we'll start to work you into that and you can let me know if, if it's something you think you want to do and so i went to the class really enjoyed it um it just kind of came naturally to me we i remember in the class they have you do like an interview as if as if you're at a disaster they kind of give you the backstory on something happened and then they kind of role play as if they were news media and you got to give the information that you had and i was able to just it just came easy to me like naturally and and i remember the instructor was like hey that was really good you don't have any experience and i said no i don't they're like oh well good for you (laughs) (laughs) obviously obviously not every interview has gone that way but it but it it does it just has come naturally and so that's kind of how i got into that i i I took over the program really didn't have much of a social media presence with my department um like when i got it i think the department had like 1500 followers on facebook or so and you know like 500 on twitter and whatever and and didn't have an instagram or anything like that and when i took over it i noticed that on their so on like their facebook we had an inbox full of messages that went back years that were just literally not (laughs) unanswered and so i was like i was you know recognizing and it's nothing to the fault of the of you know the guy before me it's just you know social media it's still it's you know it's it's relatively new in in um i guess the public safety realm um a lot of departments haven't taken advantage of it. some departments stay away from it because they just don't understand it but i was looking at that as this is the equivalent of something walking somebody walking up to us in the grocery store and asking us a question and we just turn around and walk away so i'm like um there's there's a whole generation that doesn't know life without social media and so when you leave them on red they get highly offended so so i i kind of took over that boosted our social media and was able to kind of grow it and now we've got um you know almost forty thousand followers across all of our uh, platforms that we have so it's it's been it's been really great it's really put us in the public eye and it went from you know people would hear our department name and and you know the general public where's that place to now everybody knows where we're at and so it's been really cool to kind of see that progress and how what it's kind of turned into that's like um so in my former life i um i had aspirations of being like this just phenomenal uh journalist and then i realized they get paid shit at least for what i was like (laughs) looking at right and um so i i so i'm a, a half hour north of detroit here and we have a local a university that I attended. So the fire chief at the time said, if you stick around, you don't go to Michigan state, then you can, um, you know, we'll pay for your training 
and we'll put you through everything. You just have to stay local. So I went to right. a, a local university around here. I ended up sticking with that the whole time. Got a major in journalism. And um, so I kind of actually took it's It's wild that you said that. So I kind of took over that same role. Um, everything that you went through, we, we went through, I want to say about five years ago, we started taking social media a lot more seriously because what we were finding and probably the same thing that you went through and saw and discovered was you know, to a certain generation. And a lot of times, you know, when, when we say the words like to a certain generation and you insert some social media part about it, I think the, the part of the brain initially is going to go to somebody below the age of 25 or 20 that, you know, you know, a certain generation X, Y, and Z. Well, what we have found, I think this is nationwide and probably internationally is the 65 and older community is has also gravitated way more to this in, 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 in the realm, especially to Facebook. And so we have like these two polar opposite groups, 65 and older and sub-25, that were reaching out to the fire department as if a Facebook message was as um, serious or, or should be taken as seriously as an email. And, right. and and really nowadays that's really it that's a it's a primary means of, of of getting in contact with someone and if and if you throw yourself out there one i think if you're a fire department and you don't have a social media account i think you're just being like kind of antiquated on on getting not only information out to the masses on a critical incident standpoint but also a constant reminder on how your department and your members are a pillar within the community. I think the same thing is true for any, any association, any, um, you know, volunteer association or union local. If you're not pumping out in my mind, if you're not pumping out content that constantly reminds the public that you are a pillar in this community. And if you remove, yes. if you remove us, if you remove the firefighters, if you remove this fire department and what we stand for, um, then then part of your community will crumble, and and we cannot stand for that. And I, I think um, one that's the that's the mindset I took to taking taking over and kind of rejuvenating the fire department. Really, anything every single day is could be positive or informational content creation. Now, just from my experience, I know that the general public is probably not going to give a shit that, that we have a 30 inch pro bar, but what they're going to care about is how we use that 30 inch pro bar to gain access into their home. Or we use this specific tool to create less damage and go through the lock. So if you have an issue, we can get into your house. We can make your situation better and not, do the typical, you know, well, we're going to just chop down your door and break, break it like Mongo and call it good. Um, right. And so I, we kind of went through um, that, that same, the same sort of thing. And uh, what we found too, what was a big wake up call that I kind of presented to, to, to our department was if, if a company pays a billion dollars for another company you're not talking about a business to business you're talking about an industry buying something and that was when facebook bought instagram for a billion dollars um right and and that was such a you know i use that as such a big wake-up call that that we are we are on such a cusp of a of such a change in 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 media creation and content creation we just show you we had a a, a mutual aid, a neighboring fire station, 
um, a post on our Facebook wall that the we like, it was a joke. Hey, you got this weird looking like McDonald's apparatus. It was like some floating car for some meme that was a, probably created ten years ago. The, right. lo- the 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 you know the channel four like NBC News call like, our local channel called our department and was like, hey, I saw you got this crazy new apparatus. What's the, give us give us the story. So anyway, like, you know, long story long, like there's just so much, um, I think importance that, that, that I think a department can, um, can bring to, um, to themselves on social media, give like, you know, I say that, but there's a huge, like, you know, parentheses or a huge asterisk on that, that, that it's, it's hugely positive so long as it's monitored and you are conscientious of what you're producing and also understanding of what your own members are, are, are pumping out as well and making sure they're aware that um, everyone connected to you is hypersensitive to um, to uh, social media posts and especially with more of a, for good, bad, or indifferent, a little bit more of a culturally sensitive world that we're in now, any little thing or the woke culture is going to take it um, maybe a little bit more to a level that maybe in the fire service we're not even ready to get on board with yet so what are your thoughts you know with uh with your um in in intense kind of social media following on your personal platforms um you know what is your opinion on 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 social media and utilizing that as a tool for the fire service i think you know honestly i think social media is such a huge it's a huge powerful tool for the fire service um when I've done things with, with my department, like I, I obviously, um, with like my personal, like the firefighter Fenton stuff, it's, it's a, it's a powerful tool. Um, I, I didn't even realize how powerful it was when I was first doing it. Um, you know, my, my kind of journey, um, to where I'm at now, initially, I didn't set out for that. I didn't set out to, um, to, be a funny fireman on the internet. I, I, I enjoy, I've always enjoyed comedy. I've always enjoyed music. I always enjoyed making people laugh. And I made that first, my knee hurts now video back in 2010 for a banquet that my department had. Then um, it was kind of a stale event. It, you know, it was, it was a great event. It was, um, you know, recognizing people for years of service and um, giving people getting awards, firefighter of the year and all that kind of stuff. And so it was great. And, and everybody has a good time. Some of you can bring your families too, but it just was always kind of boring. And so they were like, man, we need something to kind of liven the night up, just something different. And so I was like, oh, I could do some kind of comedic relief. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll make a video. And I made this video and uh, there was the song parody to the lady Annabelle, I need you now. And um, I threw it up. Uh, on YouTube for the guys who couldn't come to the banquet for the guys that were on shift that night and so that they could see it and I, the night and actually like when I filmed the video I thought it was funny and I edited it a bunch you know obviously for hours and I was really nervous to put it out because I, I was I remember telling my wife man I'm kind of nervous and she's like why and I said I don't know if this is funny anymore I kind of feel like it's not funny and she's like why and I was like I don't know I've just watched it so many times you know, I just I don't know if it's funny or not and so uh when they showed it that night, I just remember the room. It was probably, there's probably, um, 200 to 300 people in this room and the place erupted in laughter. Like, and I was like, okay, I guess it was funny. <laughs> I remember, I remember us looking at each other, like, and my wife going, Oh my gosh, it's so loud in here. This is crazy. And I was thinking, I know something's happening. This is nuts. And then, um, 
bunch of people were asking like, Hey, where can I find that? Where's it at? I was like, Oh, it's on YouTube. And there was, you know, chiefs and firefighters and people from other departments that were there. And they're like, Oh, this, I can't wait to send this to someone. Where can I find out from? Yeah, it's on YouTube. It's on my YouTube. And the next day I woke up and it was like well on its way to a million views, like 700,000. And I'm like, Oh my goodness. (laughs) I was like, something has happened. And then it just took off. But then we were, you know, it was just, it was interesting. This is, a, this is a, a, a um, kind of falls exactly in line with what we're talking about. Uh, you know, obviously 11 years ago, people were even that much more afraid of social media, especially in the fire service and, and uh, like departments. And uh, I actually was, I had some labor reps uh, from around the Valley calling me saying, Hey man, you, you should probably take that down. It's uh it's it's making us look it's making firefighters look bad you know it, it, we're um we're out here fighting for pensions and then you put something out like this and it just makes us look like a bunch of clowns and like we're making fun of the people that we run on this and that and we should take that down and i didn't know youtube i didn't know that you could just like unpublish it because i wasn't very versed on it at the time so i was like okay so i took it down so i just lost all those views all that stuff and uh, took it down and then um uh, my uh, um, union president called and said, hey, what happened to that video? And I said, oh, I got phone calls from these people. This, and they're like, you know, let's screw that. Put it back up. Like, <laughs> it's, you know, it's, they're like, we deserve a laugh too. It, it's, we think it's great. We'll deal with that. We'll deal with them. Just, just throw it back up if you want. I'm like, all right. So I threw it back up. And then um, a much larger uh, political firefighter political group in arizona contacted me and said um basically the same thing hey this is making firefighters uh put us in a bad light blah 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 all this stuff you should take it down so i was like oh. so i was like all right so i took it down and, and like when i put it back up that second time it, it blew up in views i took it down and then i got called by my fire chief and he said hey what happened to that video and i told him the same thing and he's like you know what the only people that we need to worry about being upset at this video is our fire board and until they say something leave it up so i was like yes sir i got the man's blessing so i right. put it back up and it took off and obviously in that original cut of that video like logos weren't covered up things like that so uh because we just really didn't yeah. <laughs> I, nobody anticipated it doing what it did so we put it back up and then it was probably a couple weeks later uh the board um was like, hey, you know, we're not sure we're comfortable with this. It has some identifiers on it. So let's take it down. So I was like, all right. So I took it down. But um, at that point, it got posted a million other times on a bunch of different websites. I mean, you could type in my, like, MY space K on Google, and it would fill in <laughs> Me Hurts Now Firefighter <laughs> video. And I was like, holy crap, this thing is, like, trending. It blew up. It was everywhere. And I was getting contacted by so many people, and like uh, it was just crazy. It was so crazy. I was just like, I cannot believe this happened. And so we we took it down that time. But like I said, it was it was out there, and my department subsequently created a social media policy from that. Uh, so that's kind <laughs> yes. of like, that's kind of the Brent policy. Uh, and so uh, you know, and and but then it was ironic because the following year. 
you know, my chief, he was super cool. And he said, Hey, you know, we learned a lesson, you know, when we make these videos in the future, just don't have any department identifiers. He's like, yep, that makes total sense. Now that we know <laughs> they have the potential of blowing up like this. So, um, I made another video the next year and that was, I'm salty and I know it. And that one blew up also. And then those same, uh, political entities in Arizona that were telling me to take it down. Now we're calling me, asking me if I want to be interested in doing videos for them for political stuff. And I was like, Oh, well you didn't like me last year. And now you want me to do stuff like, huh? I was like, well, I will respectfully decline. <laughs> and, uh, and also I'm just, I'm staying out of politics. That's not my stick. Yeah. I'm yeah. sticking with comedy. <laughs> and so that's kind of where that, that's kind of where it all started. Um, but, uh, you know, I think social media is, is fantastic in the fire service. Uh, I think it serves a great purpose in educating the public. It's kind of a peek behind the curtain, at least for my stuff. I feel like I give – I feel like it's very uh, engaging and intriguing to someone who's the layperson who's not a firefighter because it's kind of a peek behind the curtain for them into what it's like when we're not on a call, even what it's like when we are on a call. Uh, and – of course, I, I love to poke fun at videos, but I'll be the first, you know, I, each one of my videos is, is inspired by a real person. And sometimes it's me. So I'm like, I'm an equal opportunity. Uh, I say offender where I, I have made fun of. I've made videos that feature my own department and, uh, you know, I'm not going to tell people which ones they are, but I have featured my own department in videos and, um, and I've featured all part. I mean, it, it, you know what? If it's out there, if you can't laugh at yourself, then I always say laugh at other people. But but well, who can you laugh at? It's so true, man. Because like you want, you know, I think I think what makes what I have found um, in the fire service is one of the things that we like the most in our job in our culture is not necessarily projecting the fact that we're firemen or, or or projecting this hero hero narrative if you if you love the hero narrative you you, you probably also have like the i fight what you fear t-shirt right like <laughs> yeah. which i which i hate i hate you know i hate going to like a like a really touristy area and you walk by the t-shirt shop and it has like the you know i find them hot and leave them wet because you know oh, yeah. you're gonna have some crazy uncle that's gonna buy it for you at some point and you're like, oh thanks mike <laughs> appreciate that but like yeah uh what i love most about our job is i think people love to gravitate towards things that are subtle or like you said a peek behind the curtain because People don't want to be asked all the time, hey, what's the worst call you've ever seen? Or what's the worst? Exactly. They don't want to, like, no guy wants to go through that. But it is cool to have that level of brevity when a buddy of yours who's an accountant or they work, um, you know, they, they, they work, they're, some, you know, they're in a labor trade, they're outside the fire service, and they DM you the video or they send you the video. And they're like, dude, is that really is that kind of like really what it's like or is that like kind of like you know what you have you seen something like that like some like some funny kind of like you know funny video like the one that you did of the the grandmother walking her child in like the fire station <laughs> and she trips dude like like that, that <laughs> we've seen like we've had instances like that and it's it, the same sort of thing man so um 
that's one thing I just love about this job is the, that that peek behind the curtain where that namely the biggest laugh that you're going to get is from a fireman. And it's probably the most important laugh because we're we're also hypercritical of ourselves and, and want to make um, you know want to make sure it, you know authenticity is there and, and everything. And, and, I, and I, so I love so much of, of what you're doing. So tell me, you know, we've waited, I think, long enough. What so how, where did the mustachioed? I think it's an East Coast accent come in with firefighter Fenton, man. I love it. You know, um, that that is kind of a transition throughout the year. It started off as one thing, kind of turned into another, and then it really just became like, okay, this this needs to be my character, and I and I just really kind of went all out on it. But you know, it was inspired by uh, a real person. Um, obviously, I, I have embellished the accent a lot. Like <laughs> I, I had I had a captain. Um, he for years. Um, great guy. Uh, he's, he's actually now my battalion chief, but a great guy. Um, big hockey player guy. Uh, he's from New Jersey. Uh, and you know, he dealing with, you know, he had a crew of six guys and we were all, you know, ranging from, uh, at the time guys that were in their forties to guys that were in their early twenties. And I was one of the guys in the early twenties. And so we were just doing stupid things, you know, you hear explosions coming from the bay. I'm like, holy cow. And he comes out and he's like, all right, what the hell are you guys doing? And we tell him, and he's like, okay, I want to see it one more time and then you're done. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and so we'd do it and he'd be like, that's awesome. Don't ever do that again. You know, like, like all right. But, you know, it, it, was, it was just funny because we would always say, you know, when he put on his dad voice, we're like, uh-oh, uh, Darren's going dad because, Dude, you know, every doing, officer, every captain or chief has that, like, that, that every, they get, like, labeled dad in some regard. Oh, <laughs> okay. oh, that was exactly it. And so when he would get, when he would uh, get angry, that's when his accent would come out. He really, really, for the most part, doesn't have, a, like, any kind of Jersey accent. And that's, I mean, but his accent would come out. And be like, all right, you're done, you know. And you're like, whoa, whoa, uh, you know. We'd all start laughing, called out, like, whatever, you know. But uh, we're like, oh, he's going down on us. But then I just, I just started thinking, I'm like, you know, the 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 most stereotypical salty guy that I can think of. Is some do with just a big mustache, and this guy does have a big mustache. But then, for whatever reason, just what came out of my mouth was kind of a Boston slash. Yeah, I don't know yeah. Illinois accent, and I'm just like, hey, come on, moron! And then that just happened to be <laughs> where what it turned into, and so yeah, that's like kind of the phrase is calling everybody a moron, and it's just like you're just irritated by all the idiots around you, you know. And just and I just that's just kind of what the it's and it totally is when that mustache is there. It, I uh, guys will always say, yeah, you like transition into character. I'm like, it is. I don't know what it is. It's like an alter ego that all of a sudden comes out. <laughs> Dude, it is so, like it's like this. Like, you're right, like like, like the Chicago Boston accent, man. It's so <laughs> it's so dialed in. It's so good. Um, so where did you find the mustache? Like, when did you like see that on Amazon? And you're like, that's a must buy right now. You know, it, it really what it was was I had the original, and it's funny because I don't really address the mustache, so this is kind of a like a exclusive. No. <laughs> but but uh, the, people will ask all the time, all the time, like. 
how do you grow such an amazing mushroom? <laughs> really, like, I kind of think, like, are you serious? Like, this, this is real. But what's crazy is I've actually met people in person with the mustache, like filming or whatever. I've had it on, and then I've taken it off, and they're like, I feel like my whole life is a lie. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, wait, we've been talking in person. Like this, this, this actually happened when I went. Um, and filmed with Jason from Fire Department Chronicles. Yeah. When we went to Rockford, Illinois, and we filmed with Fire Department Coffee, I was having a conversation. There was a couple guys that showed up from Rockford Fire Department that were helping us um, with, like, photo shoot and, and filming and doing different things. And I had the mustache on, and I was talking, and they were just like, dude, you're blowing my mind right now because you don't have that accent. And I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, the accent's not really me. And they were laughing. <laughs> But we we broke for lunch, and I took the mustache off, and one dude was like, "Hold up, what the hell?" And I was like, "What?" He's like, "Bro, I thought that was real." I was like, "I was like, we've been talking for like an hour, and this whole time you thought this was real." And he's like, "Yeah, dude, it looks real. It matches your hair and your skin tones." I was like, "Wow!" And he's and I just said, "Yeah." And I said, "Sorry to disappoint you. I'm not as cool as you think." I <laughs> and he laughed, but yeah, you know, I had the original. And that's the funny thing is like people, you can look at my profile picture and has the old mustache that I used to wear. Yeah, there's a like there's a great feed on your Instagram where it's like this big like nine box or twelve box thing. It's got this like yeah. the darker one, right? Yeah, yeah, darker one that's like a completely different shape, and and then now I've got this different one, and and it really what it was was uh, my kids got a hold of it and I lost it and i was like well that's not good and i was like i better look for a, a replacement because i bought that one at like a costume shop in arizona and then that costume shop like closed up its doors so i was like well i don't know where i can find that same one so i just looked on amazon and i found that mustache and i bought about 20 of them <laughs> and uh i have them just in case the kids find one and destroy it or whatever and so yeah i just uh that kind of became my uh my i guess my signature look if you will and that was it so <laughs> yeah it's awesome yeah i love it so, what um so when you uh so when you're when you're going to do i mean do you have like a i don't want to say a big production but like what's your what what's your create what's your uh i guess your your content creation like is it like a just a quick uh you know an iphone and a mic or you got a little are you a little more elevated at this point with uh some some higher end stuff you know so i uh the bulk of my content. So like I have, I was fortunate to, to have some training with YouTube. Actually. Um, they, they reached out to like initially, like, you know, any, anybody can monetize now on YouTube. If you have, I think it's like over a thousand subscribers and, um, certain amount of watch minutes. I don't, I don't remember exactly what it is within like 30 days, then you can monetize. And, but when I made the, my knee hurts now, um, the to in order to be in the royalty share program, if you will, you had to be invited. And when that my knee hurts now happened, I got invited. So that was awesome. I was like, wow, this is crazy. This is so cool. I, I remember getting an email. You know, you have you have a viral video. We would like to invite you to the royalty share program that comes with different benefits, things like that. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. And so they said that we recognize your channel, your growth, and the thing about your channel is that where you don't have a ton of subscribers. I mean, I feel like I have a lot, but obviously it's a drop in the bucket compared to like the dude perfects and yeah. you know, Mr. Beast people that have millions and millions and millions of subscribers. And I've got, you know, 
just over 30,000. <laughs> and I, to me, 30,000 is a ton, Oh, right. You know? and, right. And, each, and each one of those is a person. And like, that's, that's, right. you're so essentially awesome. Tom Hanks of the fire service. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's just crazy. But then you see these other guys. But so anyway, they, they were saying what they recognized was, well, I don't have, you know, the huge number of um, subscribers. What they saw was that my watch minutes were much, much higher comparative to the size of my channel. Like my watch minutes were um, ranking up there with channels that were, you know, near a million subscribers. And they were saying, and that is showing that the content that you're producing is really connecting with people and that they are watching it in its entirety. That Okay. So that's what I was going to ask. So watch minutes is someone that's watching that video essentially from start to end, right? So you, exactly. So your total minutes are, are, you know, you know, just going berserk because people are like paying attention to the whole thing. Exactly. Yeah. And so they're, so they're saying you're obviously creating engaging content. You have captured your target audience. You, and, and you're there, you're catering well to them. And so they're like, we want to help you. So they were able to like kind of give me some tips and training on the types of stuff, like even, even where it's what I'm producing, what I'm producing it with to, they were saying there's different categories of content and there's help content. There is hero content. And then there's hub content. So like your help content would be like, if I produce, I haven't done much help stuff, but if I was to produce a video that just answers questions about, you know, like, first of all, let me introduce myself. And as I'm saying this, I'm realizing I should probably do this because <laughs> people would probably be interested. Dude, but like, let me, if you let me... did that in firefighter Fenton, like, yeah. dude, like a top 10 or like some dude, dynamite yeah so like it's just like yeah answering questions of people things that people have always asked me things that people want to know about maybe just an, a, a question video about personally i've been on this long you know i'm married i have four children i live in arizona all those kind of things that's kind of your help content then you have your hero content and that would be more along the lines of what um I do with my music videos, like with my music videos, there's a lot that goes into it, like pre and post-production because I'm setting up my microphones and I'm recording in my studio, which is really just me in my master bedroom closet with a sock over a microphone because I'm, because <laughs> I'm too cheap to buy a windscreen and, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, recording like the, the, the vocal tracks and, and then editing that and, and, um, you know, mastering, if you will, like the tracks and then storyboarding out a full video. And then that's when I have friends who will help me that can, that are like the videographers that will shoot the shots and I'm kind of directing it and then doing that and then putting it all together at the end. That's more the hero, the higher value production using um, much nicer equipment, spending a lot of time in because that, that level of stuff is hard. Well, especially for me being, um, you know, a full-time firefighter and I have four kids and I'm, and I'm married. And so, I've, you know, I've got, you know, I'm not just firefighter fan, you know, I've got a lot of other responsibilities. And so it's hard to produce that stuff on a regular basis. So then that's where the hub content comes in. And that's where they say, shoot your hub content. It doesn't have to be bad. Um, as far as it doesn't have to be, it, it can still be quality content. They're like, you could, they're like, you could film it on a brick and it'll be amazing if it's, if it's something that resonates, people are going to love it. It doesn't have to be this crazy, huge production. And so they said, they said the hero, they said, you know, put the hero stuff out as you can, 
um, that will get people to your channel. The hub content is what keeps people at your channel. And then the help is also in there, but it's just, it's just a way to kind of help you build content and be able to put stuff out to be more consistent and really just be, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, you have, you have consistency. It's more sustainable that way, because if you're, if you're constantly, like if I'm constantly shooting for that hero stuff, you can burn out really quick. Cause it is hard. It, it, it's difficult. And I do, I do, um, I'm con my wheels are constantly turning, you know, I I'm constantly paying attention to what's going on around me. And whenever I hear somebody complaining about something, typically I, or, or even when myself, when I'm mad about something, you know, I'll, I'll write that down because yeah. I've found that, you know, there is a fine line between, you know, anger and comedy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and a lot of time it's just really the context, whether you're in the moment or out of the moment. Cause when you're in the moment, you're just pissed when you're out of the moment and somebody could like replay how you just acted or what you just saw, you'd be like, Oh my gosh, Gold. Idiot. But, it's, right. but then it's funny. You right. know? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, so, so, uh, so you have, uh, so you have, uh, 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 I mean, you cut you off. You go on. Oh, I was going to say, sorry. I, I feel like I, in a long, it was a, a long answer, but I don't even know if I really answered the question. So to really answer the question, I do have, um, a nicer, DSLR camera that I use is Sony um, and I have lights and microphones and all that stuff. And then, and then really the bulk of my content, the hub stuff, if you will, um, I shoot on my phone, on an iPhone. Right on. Um, so no, tripod. What, what I was going to ask was, uh, um, so what uh, has, what was the response? So the, you have the mustache transition, you're, you're, you got the, the, the hybrid accent going um, what was, uh, so what was your, uh, your wife's response when like, you know, this whole thing's blowing up and, and, you know, she's, you know, she's Mrs. Fenton, Miss, Mrs. Like firefighter Fenton. <laughs> you know, she, she has been my, she keeps me grounded. That's for sure. She reminds me that I'm not as cool as I think I am when I might be <laughs> getting a little <laughs> like, you yeah, know, this is actually doing pretty good. She's like, yeah, well, you're still an idiot, you know? <laughs> right. Oh, God. <laughs> a, a, amen. Yep. Yep. Yeah. But it's great. And she, no, she's, she's fantastic. She is my biggest supporter. She's my number one. She, she's really the one that, that helps keep me grounded. And when I'm, when I uh, am struggling to find an idea or I'm kind of in a rut or whatever, or, or she, she's the one that she, she listens way more than probably she wants to, you know, and, and I should just show up and listen more to her. But she, you know, like I, if I'm having a hard time with an idea or whatever, I can always ask her and she's always willing to give me um, her take on things. And, and it's, and it's, it's a fresh eye of somebody, one who's not in the service, but like she can tell me, you know, like I'll, I'll say, you know, I like this idea. I don't know if I want to do it. And she's very good at reminding me, you know, that what has gotten me to, be as you know if you will successful that i am right now is just being staying true to myself and you know i've made content i make content that i find funny and so she's like if you find it funny who cares if you think it's gonna do outstanding or not you know? and that's that's the biggest thing it's like she just constantly reminds me that uh, some videos are gonna hit some are gonna miss but if i think they're all funny then it's a win in the end and it keeps me true to myself and you know 
you know, you, you want to, it, it is exciting. Like, you know, you know, transparently it's exciting to see when, you know, I come up with an idea, you know, cause I put a lot of like thought and stuff into it and, and it's hard, especially if it's a big like music video production that I do or whatever, there's a lot that I put into that, you know, I kind of like pour my heart and soul into that. And so that's like my art, you know, it's like, so it's like putting your heart out there and you, you let it go to the masses and <laughs> watching it blow up. You're like, yes. But then if there's some that don't do so good, you're like, gosh, dang it. You know? And, right. and but it's like, you said, who cares? Some are going to hit, some are going to miss, but if you think it's funny, that's, that's, that's all that matters. She, uh, so she's great. She's, she's been a fantastic supporter. Um, she doesn't really enjoy She'll be. She's definitely an introvert, and uh, more or less, she doesn't like when, like, if if we get noticed, sure, you know, like she's just you know, because she's an ER nurse, and so what she doesn't enjoy is when like <laughs> a firefighter drops off a patient <laughs> to her and says to the patient, "Hey, you know, she's a fantastic singer. You should look her up on this YouTube video." She's like, "Oh my gosh!" Like she does not like that at all. Sure, sure. So. That's so you know it 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 makes everything so much better too when you have that that six or that um, supportive spouse or that partner um with it and it's funny that you said the thing about you know being keeping you grounded you know that's the same way my wife is you know every so often you know I might have a video that might blow up or a couple stickers that might like like get you know s- you know some degree of popularity and she's like well don't forget you know when I met you you were working in a parking lot so let's <laughs> yeah. let, let's let's bring it down um, yeah. But uh, no, that's 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 phenomenal, man. It's it's such a good. It sounds like you have like a really good network around you and a really good support structure. And it, um, I'm such a big fan of of everything that you you produce. And I mean, you hit it, you hit it out of the park. And you know, it's it's obviously you know content that is that I think so well well received with guys on the job. How do you, um, how do you like? Uh, do you, do you get lost in comments? Do you get lost in kind of the, the translation of, um, you know, when, if it does kind of p- kick off and, you know, your, you know, videos and videos go viral, do you ever get lost in comments and kind of get bogged down with maybe some, you know, the, the trolls of the fire service or, um, how do you handle the, uh, the, the, that kind of, um, person or negativity or how, well, how do you uh, address that on your end? Yeah. Um, well, first, thank you for saying all that. That was really nice. I appreciate that. Um, but the, um, you know, I used to, when I was first starting out, you know, I would, you'd see me firing back in the comment section with somebody's run in their mouth or, you know, just whatever I would get all fired up. But then I really started seeing like, like just engaging with that. It, it can be just a killer on your, just your mental health, just getting angry and like, but I think the coolest thing to see now is that I don't even have to say anything at this point. Like, I, I, I think it's fantastic. I love when like my followers will just, yeah, you, jump on your, your army of people probably go after yeah. them well before you even need to. Exactly. They will. And there's some that I see that I'm like, okay, I like, I, I love to talk crap. I, I think every firefighter does for the most part, loves to talk crap. And so I'm like, okay, well, I, and I've, I've, been uh, you know i have you know i have red hair i have freckles i have uh i was diagnosed with Tourette syndrome in like sixth grade so like my wit has been sharpened over time because i had some character building years if you will i had some really yeah absolutely man that 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 makes you harder that makes you harder (laughs) 
So when I see somebody popping off, I'm just like, oh, yes, this is going to be an opportunity for me to maybe <laughs> flex my wit on you and just <laughs> pop off a stupid comment. And if nothing else, it just makes people laugh that much harder because I'm like, see, I can do more than just make funny videos. I can also make funny comments on the fly too, you know, or whatever. But, but I, I try not to really engage that much. And I, and I, I hope sometimes if it's getting crazy and I can even see that like my followers are getting crazy, I'll just delete a comment and just be like, all right, I'm just going to end yeah, this now. Yeah, because, just take like, that negativity right out. Exactly. It's not, it's not good for anybody. I always tell people stay away from the comment sections. They're bad for your health. You know, <laughs> like, it is man. No, no, no one's, no one's opinion was ever changed in the comment thread. Exactly. They just yeah. dig in. Everyone just digs in. Yeah. And it's like, you know, some, some people get offended by the videos and honestly, like, I don't feel like I'm ever like, I, I'm, I'm very uh, particular um, on what I post, the content I create. I, I, I I'm on purpose. I don't, I don't like my stuff is always clean. It's, it's always going to be clean. I want my stuff to be family friendly because I pride myself in my goal is to create content that you can watch in the firehouse and make a room full of firemen die laughing, but you can also watch at home with your children and make them die laughing. And it creates that like moment where guys can interact with their families, where like their wives, their kids are saying they see dad bust laughing and they're like why is that funny and then he gets to explain why it's funny and then they're all laughing and so i love that i've, I've had the, those are the comments that i love the best those are the messages that i love the best is when people say hey man we were we were getting our asses handed to us last night you know call after call after call and, you know we're driving back from this call at three in the morning and we started singing knee hurts now or we started whatever and everybody started laughing and i'm just like yes this is why i do this i do this you know to help break up that monotony so that guys can just laugh and just you know remember that like yeah maybe it sucks right now but it, it we're all in, it, in the suck together and we can see the silver lining or laugh about whatever and and then the same thing with like families you know I, the the for me i feel like i'm the biggest success in the world all because of one message that i got from a lady probably three or four years ago I told my wife, I said, if I never got another view on another video from the moment, this moment forward or another like, another share, anything, I feel that I have been the biggest success ever because this lady, she sent me a message um, that she said that her husband was a firefighter in the Chicago area. Um, he got diagnosed with cancer. Um, he uh, ultimately lost his bowel cancer, ended up dying. But she said some of her greatest memories that, that she cherished the most was her and the kids with him in his hospital bed. Well, this guy is, you know, fighting for his life, dying of cancer, watching my videos and all of them laughing and him telling him why it's funny. And then just laughing. She said that was some of her greatest memories that she was ever, that she will cherish the rest of her life. And I, and to me, I was just like, Oh my gosh. Like I, I just, I, I can't even, uh, you know, that's another that, level. That's, a, that, that's another that's level. Great, yeah. That's the greatest compliment. I could ever get from anybody just hearing that I'm like if I never yeah like I said if I never made another person laugh again that was all that right there made it all worth it because that's exactly what I want to do I want to I want to positively affect people um and create memories for them and for that you know that that those that guy's daughters can remember that and his wife can remember that um that that's huge to me that that was that was it 
No, you're entirely right, man. It's it's such a it's the best one. That's a phenomenal, a phenomenal story, and, and I think one that's like shared completely. You know, I have that same sort of experience with 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 my wife. You know, my wife, were, you know, we're in the Detroit area. She works in in, in automotive, and um, so you know, her only connection to the fire service is you know you know me and you know our group of sorority friends that you know the firehouse is just us you know a sorority house with you know cooler company cars but um the uh but the same sort of thing like the you've had a couple videos of just like you know car you know a car fire that just like they weren't putting water on it ran into the fire truck like like i'm sitting there dying laughing and my wife is what she then got engaged with it too she was like what is taking them so long and then like you you see like the the frustration growing in you on whatever video that you're doing like come on let's put water on it right and my wife is like shit like wouldn't you guys be putting water on right now clearly like so it does it creates this kind of family from my perspective you know it creates this family dialogue that i think you are just hitting it out of the park with man i think it's it's such a phenomenal um I don't even want to call it tactic. It's just such a phenomenal approach that you have with it. And um, I think you have so much that character dialed in. And it's uh, one of the coolest parts about it is that social media has allowed you to really enter thousands of firehouses across the country. And that is just a cool, that's just a cool thing to think about um, everything that you're doing. Yeah, that's, that's the most humbling thing for me that it just blows. It still blows my mind. Um, I, I remember when, you know, my wife and I were first married and just like, I always told, you know, I, I you know, for the longest time, I love, like I said, I, I've always loved making people laugh. And I, guys would always say, dude, you miss your calling. Like you should not be a fireman. You should be a comedian or making movies or whatever. And, you know, you hear that so many times and I'm like, did I miss my calling? <laughs> and then, you know, and so then it was like, but it's just so awesome with the social media day and age that like, I can almost do that. I, I can, I don't need to go to Hollywood or whatever to be able to create a platform where I can reach people and make people laugh and I can still do the job that I love and still, and, and that job also allows me enough time off to still uh, pursue my passion and just getting messages from literally people all over the world saying, you have a ton of fans up here in Canada. You have a ton of friends down here in Australia, you, you know, guys that are saying, Hey, I'm a soldier in Iraq and you've got a bunch of fans on this base or what it just blows my mind. And I just look at my wife, like, I like, I can't even believe this has happened. And it's, it's so cool. And I always want to look at it like that. I don't, I don't look, you know, I'm not, I, I, I just, whether a video gets one view and somebody's dying laughing or if it gets a million and it's reached tons of people, I, it just, I just want to make people laugh. I just want to, uh, reach people and th- the fact that it, that it has gone as far as it has is insane to me. It's extremely humbling. And I'm just, I'm very grateful. And I think I have, like you said, I've got the greatest followers because like you said, when any, anybody comes in and starts firing off, anything, <laughs> they are just, man, they're like, it's like sharks blood in the water. It is loyal, loyalty. <laughs> yeah. And it's, and it's, and it's great. And I, I, I really appreciate it. I'm, I'm very thankful. And it's, it's just been, it's been a fun, fun ride. You know, it, it's been, it's just been so cool. You know, I don't, I don't feel like I've arrived at all. I'm still just like at work, you know, it, it, like I still come to work 
you know, every four days for 48 hours and we still run calls and we still do whatever. And, and it's just, it's, it's just crazy. Like, yeah. and like, like I said, when I was talking to that guy, when I took the mustache off, I'm like, you know, sorry, I'm not cooler. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, a re- I'm just a regular guy like you. I just happen to make funny videos on the internet. <laughs> right on, man. So what, um, so what's, uh, if you can, uh, I don't know if you have any cool projects in, in the future yet, what's, uh, what's good, what's new and what's, what, what can we expect in the, uh, the realm of firefighter Fenton? Anything good coming up that you can share? Yeah. So, um, I, I've, I have kind of, especially through COVID and stuff, I kind of put a pause. I was super busy at work with um, the PIO stuff, obviously with COVID. I was just, just kind of precedent at times of things that I've never been through. <laughs> None of us had been through or experienced. So that was, it was pretty crazy. I was actually off the fire truck, the bulk of last year in that PIO role for, I wouldn't say the bulk of it, but at least a good solid four months. So that you probably saw quite a, a decline in the amount of content that I was putting out just because I was just so busy with the other stuff. And so I was kind of energy wise, I was just very tapped. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to kind of ramping back up stuff now. So I do have probably a list of about 15 songs of like music video ideas that I have. Um, probably about five of those. I actually have lyrics written down and a couple of them. I actually have the songs recorded. So I'm excited. I just got some, some new equipment, some new editing software. So I'm for the music stuff. So I'm looking to kind of increase that production. Um, I was fortunate enough to join uh, the fire department coffee crew. Yeah, I know. So, I saw that, man. Congratulations. That's awesome. That's huge. Thank you. Yeah. I, that, that's been great. Those guys are fantastic. Um, Jason's been a blast to get to know and, and work with. And um, him and I have, have, have worked with each other um collabing and stuff on, on stuff before I was even with fire department coffee, but, uh, it was awesome to be able to sign up with those guys. And, uh, they, they've just been great. They, they, it was, I was able to, I was fortunate to go and, and film with them in February, uh, in Illinois. It was freaking freezing. (laughs) I'm I'm from Arizona. Yeah. It's a different world. I remember driving to the airport that morning and it was like 48 degrees here and my car doesn't have heat because the heater core broke. So I was like wearing a coat going like, man, I'm cold. And then getting on the airplane and the pilot's like, it's negative two. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I thought 48 was cold. I'm not prepared for this. <laughs> and I think the warmest I was, the warmest it was when I was there was uh, 27 or 28 it was something like that like this is insane but meeting it was awesome to meet those guys and um to just to just see you know more than just that logo fire department coffee i was able to meet um luke who's the he's the president of fire department coffee and he's just a solid dude i got to meet his family and his wife and his kids and um a guy named larry and a guy named brad just meet all these guys that and everybody who was with fire department coffee and they were just awesome awesome people just an awesome brand what they stand for and and it was super cool to just you know to to be able to work with them and i'm just excited to kind of see where where that relationship goes and uh as as we produce more content um it's it's been a it's been a lot of fun because you know again we're just a bunch of firefighters wanting to make people laugh and uh and, and, and with, you know, selling coffee and it's just, it's a good time. And, and it's just, it's been, a, it's been really cool. So I'm excited for that. Uh, we do have some more shoots planned so you can kind of be on the lookout for that content as well. But yeah, I'm, I'm just, 
I'm looking forward to keep doing what I'm doing, and, and uh, I want to put out some more, like I said, more of those music videos. Um, kind of get back to that. There's been a lot of people asking, like, hey, could you do some more of those? <laughs> and, and I'm like, I know. I, I, trust me, I know. It, it, is, it is more difficult having uh, four kids ages seven and under. So <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that makes it difficult. But For sure, man. Yeah. Um, well, uh, Brent, I, I really do, like I said, uh, um, I really do appreciate your time here and, and, and chatting with us. Um, kind of as we fade out, I'm you know with four with uh, four kids and um, home life and everything you got going on. I'm sure you got a lot of stuff to do. But as we kind of fade out here, um, what advice could you give someone um, that's on the job or not that um, thinks they have good ideas? They have they're creative, but they um, they they want to maybe get into content creation maybe social media maybe youtube maybe you know tiktok or, or or whatever what advice could you give to them um that uh maybe you you know if if you learned early on was better uh or that would have set you up better than before what advice could you give for for someone in that position well i would say first and foremost uh if you are in the fire service or any kind of public safety make sure that your department is cool with it <laughs> or if you're gonna do it don't uh, associate anything with your department. Um, cause I can, you know, I've seen a lot of guys. Yeah. You have a policy I mean, coming your way named after. You. Yeah, exactly. You'll have a policy coming your way and I've seen guys, you know, lose their jobs over it. So just definitely be smart in that regard. Um, but just, I say, just jump in both feet, just do it. It's, it's a really cool community, um, on social media with the, the fire department pages and things like that guys that are hustling. Everybody's kind of got a, it seems like everybody in the fire service has a side job. Somebody's got to grind. Um, so I say, you know, just do it. Put out if again, if you think it's funny, put it out. Obviously, you know, you, you got to identify, um, kind of why you're doing it, what your goal is. Uh, if, if you're doing it because you want to make money, um, I'll tell you right out of the gate. Um, that's a losing mentality. <laughs> That if, if you're if you're going into anything just for money, you, you're gonna lose. Especially, yeah, it doesn't matter. Especially it's with fail. social media, yeah, exactly. It's gonna fail. You you gotta actually love what you're doing. You gotta have a reason. I feel like bigger than yourself, what you're doing, um, and uh, don't chase followers. Like you said, just stay true to yourself. Don't chase the numbers. The numbers can come, they can go, um, but stay true and just be nice to people. <laughs> doesn't matter how big or small pages be nice to people be willing to engage with everyone and uh yeah I, I feel like to me that's the biggest the biggest recipe for success because everybody starts somewhere so um you know i remember just starting out i was fortunate enough to have some uh larger pages share my stuff um and i was able to collaborate with some uh bigger content creators and you know, like I said, it doesn't matter if somebody has one follower or one million followers. If they're a good person, they're a good person. If they're funny, they're funny. It, it is what it is. So it's, I say, go for it. Um, enjoy yourself. Don't awesome. be a moron. Don't be. A... <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's a good good tie-in. Um, <laughs> awesome. Well. Uh, Brent, I appreciate your time, man. Uh, really, I do. Thank you so much. Uh, I had a ton of fun talking to you, um, and, and thank you so much for your time. Absolutely. I appreciate it. All right. I want to thank Brent for coming on, giving us his time. 
Um, Brent is hilarious, man. I love all of his videos. The guy's hilarious, and he has some amazing stuff in the works. And, and we're not getting rid of him, and I don't want to get rid of him. Uh, he's great to have for our industry. And again, if you haven't, uh, please give us a like, give us a follow, give us a review. If you know of anyone that is a cool resource, a cool person that's in this job doing something good, if you have someone that has a great story that wouldn't mind sharing it, drop us a DM. Uh, we're always looking for fun guests that are doing great things for this job. So, again, thank you to Brent. Follow his content uh, at Firefighter Fenton. Guy's hilarious. So, until next time, we'll see you.